Good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day to everyone. Hope you're all doing okay, and uh, hope you've all been spoiled and had cups of tea and coffees and breakfast in bed and lots of nice cards and m maybe some flowers. Oh, no, no flowers here. But I hope you're all doing okay and you're being looked after and having lots of rest and you have a real blessed day. We pray that God blesses you today. So we're going to start with a bit of fun. We're going to have a bit of a boogie and a bit of a dance and... We're all really excited to be in God's presence this morning, so we're just going to pray before we start. So Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, as we uh, worship you, Lord, on this uh, special Mother's Day, Lord, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that through everything we do today, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that your name would be glorified, Lord, and we, and we exalt you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'd bless everyone, Lord, who's, uh, Lord, joining in this morning online, Lord, and, and Lord, we're just really looking forward to spending time in your presence, Lord, and hearing and, and praising you. Right then, so you got your dancing shoes on. Uh, we've got some actions to start off with. We're just limbering up. and uh, Okay then, Phil, let's, uh, let's take it away. Bigger than a billion trillion galaxies long Close enough to hear it in the words of a song Of course you knew I would Your plan for me is good It started as a whisper bringing light to the dark Sent your son to save me so I'd give you my heart You made me who I am And your amazing plan God's awesome rescue plan the audition for the uh, the Oasis Community Centre Dance Troupe that's starting? Um, no, 
I don't think so. Right. I'm going to hand back over to John. We'll see you later. So have a breather. Woo! I am out of energy now. Hope everyone has uh, well and truly got their uh, the heat going. Uh, well, this morning, I hope you uh, can notice that we are going to have some fun this morning. We're going to have loads of games planned. So uh, I'm going to catch my breath. And as I do, something we're going to do this morning, some of you may have seen, I'm out of breath. Some of you may have seen uh, a TV show called The Masked Singer. Well, here at OCC, we are nothing but on the trend of popular TV shows. And so this morning, we have asked three mummies to do The Masked Mummy. So we've got three videos that we're going to play throughout the morning that uh, uh, th those mums are going to read their favourite Bible story. They have been masked. Guys, put in the chat uh, who you think that masked mummy was. We've got three videos uh, to share, so uh, let's start putting some uh, comments in the chat. You're gonna have to interrupt this morning. Uh, so if you wanna just sit back and relax, that is not the morning for this morning service. We're gonna have loads of things you can interact with. So uh, please put some uh, comments in the chat as to who you think that masked mummy might be. Uh, we've got Rachel, some people thinking it's Rachel. Some other people saying they know who it is. Uh, interesting. Uh, so if you wanna share who you think that is, uh, then uh, put that through the chat. But I don't know about you, but for me this morning, I think we need a quiz. So um, 100% Colin, somebody is sharing. Just re remind you of the name of the game. It's called The Masked Mummy. Just just putting that out there, if, if, just in case you think, you know, maybe that's a clue in the title. Uh, some people saying Rebecca. Great comments. Keep sending in your thoughts and your ideas of who that could be. But right now, we're you might have heard of a TV show called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Well, we can't quite offer you that this morning, but we are going to play a game very, very similar. So, Phil, can you roll the video? Good morning and welcome to the first and probably the last episode of Who Wants to Win Some Tupperware? So you might have heard of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Well, I've got my game show host jacket on. This morning we're playing Who Wants to Win Some Tupperware? I don't know about you, but for me, when I think of Mother's Day, my mum was obsessed with Tupperware. So you might just want to win some Tupperware this morning. So we're going to have a little quiz. So in the chat, you can put your answers. It's just A, B, C or D. You can ask the audience, whoever's with you. If you're on your own, then you might want to ring a friend to help you. We do have a phone a friend, so you can ring whoever you want. You can always ask Google or Siri uh, the answers. Uh, but just A, B, C or D in the chat. So if you want to put your answers in. Phil, can we bring up question number one of who wants to win some Tupperware? Here we go. Which day of the week is Mother's Day always on? Which day of the week is Mother's Day always on? A, Sunday. B, Monday. C, Tuesday. D, all of them. Mums, you might want to put uh, your answer. We're starting off easy. Remember, this is the £100 question. So, uh, Alan, thank you, D. Uh, <laughs> uh, general consensus is A. Uh, I'm going to give you a bit of a clue. It's today, Mother's Day, in case you've missed it. Uh, so what day is today? Uh, what I also learned is it's always the fourth week of Advent, uh, not of Advent, of Lent. I always, I, I never knew that, the fourth week of Lent. And it is a Sunday, it is a, well done. So if you want to just confirm, computer, can you confirm the correct answer? Thank you, it is a. So uh, guys, if you can keep your own score, uh, then um, we will trust you for the, the amount that you get at the end. So that's one point, uh, it's out of 10. So uh, that's the clue, it's out of 10. Right, question number two, here we go. Who sang the 1976 number one single, Mamma Mia? Is it A, Queen, B, the Bee Gees, C, Abba, or D, Luciano Pavarotti? 
I mean, it sounds Italian, doesn't it? Mamma mia. So maybe it was Luciano. We've got some A's with Queen. We've got D, Luciano Pavarotti. A lot of C's coming through with ABBA. Shabba Abba. Uh, we are, computer, will you reveal the correct answer, please? It is C, ABBA. So all those that put in ABBA into the chat, well done, you get another point. It was not Queen, it wasn't the Bee Gees, and it wasn't Luciano Pavarotti, it was in fact ABBA. So let's, uh, let's bring up the next question, please. Question number three. Who is the first mother mentioned in the Bible? Wouldn't be a church quiz if we didn't have a Bible question. So who is the first mother mentioned in the Bible? A, Rebecca, B, Eve, C, Sarah, or D, Rachel? Who is the first mother mentioned in the Bible? Oh, look at this. We've got some good, some good Bible knowledge here. B, 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 B. Everybody's putting in B that it was Eve. Computer, will you reveal the correct answer? It is, it is E. Eve B, not E. E wasn't an option. It's Eve B. Well done for all those that put B. The first uh, mother mentioned in the Bible is in fact Eve. So keep your scores. There is a prize. I'm just putting that out there. There is a prize. So uh, we will reveal the prize in a few moments time. Question number four is this. Which future rock star grew up believing his mother to be his sister? Which future rock star grew up believing his mother to be a sister? A, Eric Clapton, B, Ozzy Osbourne, C, David Bowie or Bowie, depending on how you pronounce it, or D, Jimi Hendrix. So start putting your answers in A, B, C or D. Let's see, this one's got people a bit stumped. We've got a D coming up, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, oh, we've got C, D, some C's and D's going on. D, uh, D seems quite popular with Jimi Hendrix. Uh, D, D, C, Hannah Hannah has guessed that it's Cara for the Masked Singer. So some uh, guesses still come in for the Masked Singer. Um, everybody, can I just say, no one has given the right answer. The answer is, computer, will you reveal the correct answer? It is A, Eric Clapton grew up believing his mother to be his sister. Uh, so let's move on to the next question. The question number five. Here we go. Question number five is, in the famous nursery rhyme, what did old mother Hubbard want to get from the cupboard? A, some milk for her cat, B, a toy for her daughter, C, a bib for the baby, or D, a bone for her dog. Now, I didn't know nursery rhymes at all, so I don't know the answer to this one. So computer will have to reveal it to us in a couple of minutes. But lots of people saying D, old mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to get a bone for her dog. Uh, Alan, Jessica, Maureen, Becky, the Wharton's all putting D, Nathan Maria D. There's loads of Ds coming through. Uh, computer, will you reveal the correct answer, please? A bone for her dog. Well done, everyone that put D. Uh, you get to add a score to your uh, total. So let's go on to question number six. Which flower traditionally symbolises Mother's Day? Which flower traditionally symbolises Mother's Day? Is it daisies? Uh, is it B, white carnations? Is it C, daffodils? Or is it D, lilies? Lots of C's coming through for daffodils. What else have we got? Anyth anything else coming through? Anyone else think differently? Uh, come on, you Welsh people, you should be arguing that daffodils don't symbolise Mother's Day. C, uh, people putting a lot of C's. Computer, will you reveal the correct answer, please? It is B, white carnations. It is not daffodils. Daffodils are uh, St David's Day, uh, I think. Uh, hopefully the Welsh won't uh, kill me for that one. Uh, but it is B, white carnations. Um, so, next question, please, which is question number seven. Another Bible question, come on. In the Bible, whose mother took him a little coat once a year? Is it A, Samuel, B, David, C, Jesus, or D, Joseph? So in the Bible, whose mother took him a little coat once a year? A, got a lot of A's for Samuel, A, Samuel, oh, oh, oh they all come through at once there. A, 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 lots of A's. I think uh, your knowledge, you've got a B for David. Uh, computer, will you reveal the correct answer, please? It's A, Samuel. Well done, I thought people might go for Joseph with his little Technicolor dream coat, but no, they all went for Samuel. Well done, it is Samuel. So next question, which is question number eight. I like this question. Mark Twain said, the joys of the mother are never fully realised, sorry, experienced until the children are. So the joys of a mother are never fully experienced until the children are A, grown up, <laughs> B, moving out, C, in bed, or D, starting to pay their way. 
<laughs> so we've got definitely C uh, in bed, says the new dad. Uh, C, people laughing. A, once they've grown up. A, once they've grown up and moved out. Uh, I'm surprised none of say, oh, D, thank you. Somebody's paying their way. That's what we want to see. Start paying rent as soon as you start earning. <laughs> we've got a mix of answers on this one. Uh, Mark Twain, what did Mark Twain say? The joys of a mother are never fully experienced until the children are. Computer, will you reveal the answer? In bed. Question number, answer number C, uh, until they're in bed. Amen. Uh, it looks so softly and sweet, don't they, when they're asleep in bed? Um, okay, question number nine. We've got two more questions to go, so keep uh, an eye on your score. Question number nine is, who is the mother of Elizabeth I? History question here. Let's see the history buffs. Is it A, Anne Boleyn? Is it B, Catherine of Aragon? Is it G, uh, C, uh, J Jane Seymour? And I'm guessing that's the, the uh, mother of Henry VIII rather than the actress. And D, Anne of Cleves. A, B, C or D. Lots of people saying A, good history knowledge, I'm suspecting from some of these people. A, Anne Boleyn. Uh, any other guesses? G, definitely. Thank you. That was a, a slip of the a B. Catherine of Aragon. Sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Catherine of Aragon. Uh, a. Okay, computer, will you reveal the correct answer, please? It is A. Well done to those of you who know your history and the royal family. Uh, the mother of Elizabeth I was Anne Boleyn. Okay, we've got our last question here. Kids, I think you might need to help on this one. Um, so, which group of animals have young that are, cared, are carried in the mother's pouch? A. Birds. B. Invertebrates. C. Uh, amphibians. Or D. Marsupials. So which group of animals keep their young in a pouch? A, B, C or D? We've got lots of Ds coming through. I'm hoping the kids are giving the answers on this one. <laughs> D, D, D. Computer, will you reveal the correct answer, please? It is D, marsupials. So well done for those. That was a 10 question quiz. So uh, give us your scores out of 10 and we are going to announce the winner right now. So start putting your scores in, count them up, put them into the chat. Dartnell's got seven. Any advance or seven? Eddie and Maureen got seven or oh, lots of sevens coming through. Uh, seven again. Anyone, any advance on seven? Want to put your score down? Uh, eight from the Hewins. Well done, Meg. You got six. Good job. Cara, six. I showed you the quiz, didn't I, Cara? <laughs> seven for Nathan and Maria. Um, I, I'm, it's looking like the Hewins are the winners at the moment. The Hewins are the winners with an... Oh, Phil got 10 out of 10. I don't believe you, Phil. <laughs> We are going to announce that the Hewins are the winners. So, well, everybody give a round of applause to the Hewins. But we might have a special prize for the Hewins. We might try and get that over to you this week. But you know what? Because it's Mother's Day, we want to give everybody a prize. So what we've been able to do, and this is for anyone in the church to use. You might want to use it for yourself if, if you're a woman in the church or a girl and you want to use this on yourself as a little treat from us to you. It might be that you're a, a man and want to buy it for somebody. But we've been able to get 70, a 75% voucher for Elam Missions' Shop with Integrity. Uh, Elam Missions' Shop with Integrity is uh, a, a an online store where you can go. There are all kinds of products on there and you can use the unique code for today only it's only available today OCC75 and there's the the web address on the screen right now for that shop you can go on there and you can put that code in it's for one item only so if you buy multiple items the cheapest item in your basket will be 75% off um, uh, and if you please we'd ask that you only use that code once but if you go on we want to give you that gift and Elon Missions is shot with integrity is all products made by uh, women and girls that have been rescued out of the sex industry in Cambodia uh, that make these products so uh, you know that uh, they're being made by those people that are being retrained and reskilled to be able to go out and, and and start a whole new career and a whole new life outside of that uh, industry in Cambodia and the money gets sent straight back into all the projects across the world through the Elon Missions Be Free campaign which is rescuing people out of human exploitation. So uh, we want to just gift that to you and say, uh, don't worry, Elon Missions aren't picking up the 75% the as a church. We're going to cover that gap. So we want to bless you this morning. So please uh, get on that website. We'll bring up the, the link again in a few moments. In fact, I'll put it on the chat right now so you can... Um, Use that gift and, uh, and and buy yourself something or somebody else. So enjoy that right now. Uh, but uh, other than that, we are going to have part two of our masked reader. So we've had Pony. 
So hopefully you're getting your guessing game going for who Pony could be. But right now is the Masked Mummy Part 2, who is the Venetian Woman. So here we go, the Venetian Woman. Let's see who this is. Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was in Jericho. The little tax collector wanted to see the man from Nazareth who claimed to be God's son. But the crowds were thick, very tall people. Zacchaeus had an idea. If he could get ahead of the crowd, climb a tree that was overlooking the road, he would be able to see Jesus. Climbing the sycamore tree, Zacchaeus found a comfortable fork in the branches and settled down to wait for Jesus. I'll have a good view, he may have thought. I will see him without being seen. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, the little tax collector could not believe his ears. Jesus stood under the tree. Great stuff. Lots of guesses coming through on the chat. Uh, what I will do before we um, carry on, we've had some guesses for Meg for the first one, lots of guesses for Fiona for the second one. So we've had Pony and uh, the Venetian woman. Let me give you, before we carry on, we're going to sing a song in a moment to so get your actions ready. Um, but uh, let me give you some clues. So the first one, Pony, the clue to that is, I have two grandsons. That's the clue for Pony. I have two grandsons. And the second one, the clue for The Master Mummy 2 is, I was an adult parent disco dancer in competitions. I was an adult parent disco dancer in competitions. So we're going to let you guess while Alan just leads us in another song. Uh, and if you're able to this morning, I'm just going to put a, a link in the, in the chat. Uh, if you're able to this morning, just to, to sow into the life of the church as part of our offering, as part of our worship this morning, uh, you can click on that link, link and you can give financially into the church. We want to thank you for your generosity during what has nearly been a year of doing church online. Can you believe it that nearly a year ago we, we started having to meet online for the safety of those around us? And we're still here now and hopefully the end is in sight soon but I just want to thank you for your generosity of heart towards each other and uh, and stepping into a whole new way of worship I think God gives us an invitation in these moments to experience him in a new way and so thank you for for stepping into that and seeking God in and through this uh, and thank you for your generosity and your finances uh, just so many ways you've been able to help others so if you're able to this morning uh, please uh, click that link and give but otherwise Alan will you lead us in a song right we're gonna get our groove on again and we're gonna we're going to praise Jesus and we're going to uh, jump up and down. I was nowhere, you came to my rescue. From the grave I've been raised. When I needed a saviour to save me, Jesus, you made a way. I was blind, but these eyes have been opened. Now I walk in the light. Every step on this road I will follow. Jesus, you made a way. You are the way. You are the way. Lost and dead, but your love came to find me. Jesus, you are the way. You are the way, you are the way, you're the light shining bright in the darkness, Jesus, you are the way, Jesus, the only way. Are you ready? days are secure in your promise never standing alone 
You're the truth, you're the life, you're my future, Jesus, you made a way. I'm alive in the love that you give me, free to dance once again. You will lead me from glory to glory, Jesus, you made a way. You are the way, you are the way. Lost and dead, but your love came to find me, Jesus, you are the way. Jesus, the only way. Woo! You are the way. You are the way. You're the light shining bright in the darkness, Jesus, you are the way, you are the way, you are the way, Woo! I'm out of breath, <laughs> lost and dead, but your love came to find me, Jesus, you are the way, you are the way, you are the way, you're the light shining bright in the darkness. Jesus, you are the way. We ready for some break dancing? Maybe not. Come on, Lige. Let's see how low we can go. Woo! One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, let's hit the light. You are the way, you are the way, you're the light shining bright in the darkness, Jesus, you are the way, Jesus, the only way, hallelujah, and collapse. <laughs> Fantastic. Man, I'm out of breath just watching you and jumping around a bit as well. I smack my head on our wall here. Uh, hopefully you guys are dancing around and having fun. If you could see the Zoom call that's going on uh, behind the scenes. Good grief. I'll give you 50 quid, Lou, if you get up and dance during the next song. <laughs> um, guys, let me just uh, share some notices and then we're going to do another Masked Singer. Uh, and then we're going to gather around God's word just for a few moments this morning. Uh, but uh, kids, if you want to join in with uh, Kids Church this morning, uh, then uh, the link is coming up on the chat and you can uh, click on that at any point today and, um, uh, and enjoy Kids Church. Uh, also, Phil, can we just bring up that slide again just for the link for the 75% uh, um, off shop with integrity? If we can just bring that up, that'd be great. Um, and please, I want to encourage you to use that today. It's only for today. We've got one day to use it. It's until midnight this evening. Uh, so please jump on there. Use that code OCC75 and uh, you'll be able to uh, enjoy all the products that have been made by those uh, women and girls rescued out of the sex industry in Cambodia. Great stuff. So guys, we have got our third uh, instalment of The Masked Mummy right now. So get your guessing game going. Uh, this one is, uh, so we've had Pony. So get your thinking caps on for who Pony is. We've got the Venetian woman and we've had the clues. Let me just read out the clues for those again. So the Pony clue was, I have two grandsons. I have two grandsons. The clue for the Venetian woman is I was an adult parent disco dancer in competitions. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And the clue for this third one, who is Darth Vader, none other than Darth Vader is joining us this morning. Uh, the clue is I work for local government. So let's take away the Master Mummy part three. Pony went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to buy a few loaves of bread. He said to him, A friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, Don't bother me, the door is locked for the night, and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. 
But I tell you this, though you might do for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, you will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Good stuff. We've got a few guesses going on. Some people think it might be Sean or Louise. Uh, some are still adamant that it's just either me or Colin um, without any kind of voice effects on there whatsoever. I was the deep one. Colin was the high one. Um, but some guesses for Sean. Keep guessing. Keep putting it in the chat. But uh, right now we're just going to gather around. We've been spending some time in the letter, in Paul's letter to the Philippians. And uh, and so we got to this verse uh, as Ian finished last week uh, and has been bringing some great talks. We we finished on verse 16. And just at the end of last week, I went on and just read verse 17 and just thought how fitting a verse for us to explore on Mother's Day. It's almost like God had it all in hand and makes us like we know look like we know what we're doing. But uh, Ian, just going to hand over to you and we're going to have a bit of a conversation around this verse. And then we've got uh, some people that are going to share this morning as well. So, Ian. Great. Thank you, John. Um... I'm just going to read it again. So Paul is writing to the Philippian church and joining me and imitate join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. Um, John, I reckon we could probably spend quite a while just uh, having, a, having a conversation about this one verse and unpacking it. But just some very quick observations, I think, for me is that this is um. This, Paul is inviting the Philippian church to be really intentional in their discipleship and looking for other examples. It's not something that he thinks just happens um, mm -hmm. by chance or by accident. Um, it's just my initial observation, I guess, uh, of, of this verse is that there's something really intentional that Paul is inviting the church into. Yeah, the, the emphasis is on um, the people that he's speaking to, to be the ones that go out and seek these people, pay careful attention, not you're going to have people that come and say to you, look, you can learn something from me. Actually, the intention is you guys start to look at those whose life is something of an example of Christ around you and start to pay careful attention to them, start to watch them. I think the pressure then is also on on how we live our lives as those that might be viewing us, um, that it, it's not just it, it's not just us and ourselves that we live in community and is our life one that is is one that should be looked upon uh, by others. And are we then also looking for others that we can live and be an example of who are living a, a godly life that's seeking to imitate Christ as we imitate them uh, in, in turn, we're imitating Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think sometimes that maybe there's this overemphasis upon one person and one example. And actually what we do in communities, we get a reflection, don't we, of, of, of people who are seeking to follow Jesus. And doing it according to the way that they're designed and yet this they reflect the beauty and the transformation of Jesus as they walk with walk with him so I think it's I think there's something of, of Paul here like you say is it's not just saying I'm the only example that you ever need to follow um but actually he he seems to indicate that what he has done is invest himself in others who are then able to invest in others in such a way of that godly godly lifestyle and and I don't know about you, but I, I, I certainly remember oh yeah, Mother's Day, you know, my 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 mum and you know and my dad have been huge influences in my life. And I'm not sure I would be the kind of disciple or follower of Jesus I am now without their um without my mother's prayers, to be honest. Um, you know, I think that's been a huge influence. Um, but actually it wasn't it, I can't just rely on my parents. I've, I've needed others to invest in her. And so I think there's uh, it's a reflection of my own journey, looking out for that, actually. The more intentional I became about following Jesus, I sought those examples out because I knew I didn't have it all together. So, so yeah, I, think, I don't know about you, what your your story is, is, is like in that. Yeah, absolutely. Parents who um, you, you don't realise just what an influence they are until you move away and maybe you're in that role yourself and you begin to realise um, just the choices they made and, uh, you know, of, of a commitment to a local church, of just modelling that to us as a family, of that importance of being part of a community, uh, of having people around us, of being in an environment where we had the opportunity as children to look up to the next generation 
Uh, I love it that Paul says in this, he says, join me in imitating, join me uh, in imitating brothers and sisters and pay careful. So Paul isn't saying like, I've made it, I I've got it sorted. I've matured to the point where everyone should imitate me or guys look at me. He's saying, join me as I do this. Uh, and I think that's that's really interesting because this isn't an age thing. You know, I, I remember as I've grown up, there's people that have been older than me, but also younger than me that teach me something about uh, a life in Christ. My own kids teach me stuff about uh, a patience in Christ and a joy and a childlike approach to Jesus uh, that uh, that you can lose. And so it's 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 not a it's not an age thing. It's it's something that is across the board. And, and Paul is saying that I'm still doing this, and this is the Apostle Paul writing this letter, and he's saying I'm still seeking this and still doing that and I'm just thankful for my parents who um who, who allow people into my life and, and put me in circumstances and situations where I was able to to see those people of different generations and different ages that were following Jesus and that was a that was just a principle in our family but I didn't realize it was a principle until you see other families or you get to make those choices yourself uh, yeah I think it's, it's really important because I think for you and I we've both been raised in, in Christian families with yeah. examples um and I recognise that there's going to be people who are watching this morning who who haven't had that, you know, haven't had that example growing up and maybe came to faith later in life. And so today maybe is an opportunity just to reflect upon those 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 godly influences, yeah, um, yeah. you know, people who you see are following Jesus and 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 maybe seek them seek them out and uh, and learn from them and 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 likewise then you'll be that kind of person for others. And I think is this. Um, it's the beauty of God's family, isn't it? Is that he calls a whole uh, diverse group of people from different backgrounds and different areas and different nations to to follow him and walk with him, to be an example for the next generation and, and also look. And it's that intergenerational um, family that isn't simply about age, as you said. It's, it, it's also it's the stages of maturity that we're on uh, as we follow Jesus. And, and you're right. I mean, Paul... I mean, Paul. Paul's clear in this in this letter that he he hasn't made it. He hasn't got to the final point. That's that's the whole context of of what he's writing in this particular chapter, is that his pursuit is after you know after Jesus and and wanting to be a good example for others. Um, it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. And I, I was reminded actually of uh, for those that are doing the discipleship journey that we're doing during Lent um, that. Um, we had this week. I think it was. I think it was Wednesday because I think our connect group went through this on Wednesday about are you an influence? Are you influenced or an influencer? Um, I just I found that day really helpful as we just unpacked that as a group and just what that looks like for us in, in not just one area of life. And I think that was for me was the privilege of journeying alongside people that are following Jesus in different areas of life, not just in church life, but people invited me into their family life. And, you know, the, the people that were older than me and how they were parenting and people that were my peers that we, we did life together and did and did things together. And so you saw people within a church context, but also in all of life. And um, for me, that I found that really challenging this week as we looked at when, when you're in different circumstances at work this week at school uh, in your family are you are you influencing or are you influenced and I thought it was really helpful the image he used uh, of um, Chris Rogers who wrote the book that we're journeying through um, are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? Are you setting the temperature or are you reacting to the temperature in the in the space and places? And I just think that's just what a timely uh, thing to go through as we're on this verse in Philippians on this Mother's Day for each one of us, not just the women and the girls in our church, but each one of us today um, as we seek to live for him and be people that, yes, are looking to others to be influenced by, but also uh, as we seek to be an influence in our workplaces and all those different places that maybe seem really, really challenging but we don't realise just what the Spirit of God is doing in and through that moment as we set the tone, uh, as we allow God to work in and through us in those spaces. Yeah, I, th I think that's a really helpful illustration that he used in the book, Thermostat or the Thom Thermometer. And um, it's a real challenge, isn't it? Because we, again, we, I think it's, it's intentional choices. Um, you know, uh, we, uh, we, I think it's Craig Groeschel or somebody maybe like him said that show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's, we, be, you know, we can either set the tone in those environments and be one of the, the ther, you know, the thermostat that's setting the temperature, or we can be regulated by others. And uh, uh, and I, I think we we have more more control in the right way about 
uh, what happens to us in, in our future than we maybe give ourselves credit for. I think God enables us to make some choices and, and decisions about the influences around our lives and how we want to be uh, and not just let things happen. And, you know, I appreciate that life happens and some stuff just happens. We is beyond our control. That's life. But yet, uh, I think for me, what's the what's the things that I can control and and be intentional with that action in order that I might become all that God has designed us to be. And not just again, not just in individually, but within the context of community, because our our life isn't just in isolation. We have an effect on others, whether we like it or not. Absolutely. Ian, what we're going to do now is we've got some uh, uh, people in our church, some women in our church who are just going to share stories about godly influences in their life and how that has shaped them uh, to be and seeking to be an influence in others' lives. So uh, let's just enjoy these stories from people in our church. who has been a, um, a huge role model in my life was my grandfather. And something that I grew up watching him do was rise early every morning, get in the word, get on his knees to pray. And when he passed away, his best friends and um, fellow missionary family of more than 20 years uh, wrote to all of us children and grandchildren and shared with us that one of the things that had really blessed them was his ability to laugh and joke his way through any hardship because he'd already left his cares at the cross early in the morning. And that, that really resonated with me, um, not just because I knew it to be true, I'd lived with it my whole life, but also because it really brought to bear the importance of leaving our cares at the cross early in the morning, um, of, of, of that daily surrender, of, of seeking Jesus, putting him first, placing him at the center of our day. And that's something that it didn't matter to me in my teens very much, but it matters to me crucially now. And so I hold on to the hope that if my children are seeing this model, just as I saw it modeled by my mother, my grandmother, my grandfather, and, and um, other members of the family, if, if my children are seeing this modeled now in me, it will become important to them one day. And if they can learn now to place Jesus at the center and, and to, to surrender to him daily and to really walk with him, to seek, after him. Um, I, I don't know what trials they'll face in life, but it, they'll be okay if, if they can learn this from an early age. And one way I hope to help them begin to learn this is by setting the example of a daily Bible reading and of um, explaining to them why it's important when they're wanting to interrupt me and, and really drawing back the focus to know this is, this is time that I really want to guard, it's important. An example that I had was when I was living in postgraduate halls and my mum came to visit me once. And so one morning we went down to breakfast, which was in a large communal kitchen. So we went in there, um, there was only us and there was another cleaner at the other side of the room. And um, so we went in, put our food in the oven and then we were just waiting around basically. And a few minutes later, the cleaner came around the corner and in this short exchange of words, it was very clear that she was frustrated that we'd used that particular oven, that she just cleaned it, and now she'd have to clean all over again. And basically the breakfast was ruined. And I remember feeling quite taken aback. It was quite shocking to hear her speak to us like this. Um, and I didn't really know what was going on. We were to know that the oven wasn't to be used. Um, and I was pretty disappointed that the breakfast was ruined. Um, but my mum had a very different response in this story. Um, she then approached the cleaner, who by then had resumed her cleaning duties, and my mum just simply said to her, you're doing a really good job. And in that moment, everything changed. Um, the cleaner was able to open up to my mum and share the pressures that she was feeling in her job. And in subsequent weeks then, um, the cleaner would 
approach me and we'd have a conversation and she'd say like, oh, how's your mum doing? Tell her I say hi. So it was just an example of me that instead of responding in frustration or impatience, but instead offering grace and encouragement to others. And I try and use this example whenever I'm overcharged in the supermarket or to just offer encouragement to all of those around me uh, whenever it's possible. For me personally, I have over the years as a Christian been challenged and changed by what the Bible says and complemented by Christian books and other Christians. And I trust I am daily allowing the Holy Spirit to continue to refine me into being more and more like Jesus. As a mother and the responsibility that is involved in parenting, I always remember our youngest son when he was a teenager shared, it was not what I said that spoke to him, but how I lived my life. And I feel very blessed as I see our children applying godly standards in their lives and passing them on to our grandchildren. I'm in the midst my ongoing family life, Jesus even speaks to me through them and how I can become even more like the Lord. And the more I read about the relationship Jesus had with his disciples, I see the disciples initially watching what Jesus did and then being encouraged to help him in his ministry before he encouraged them to step out themselves with his encouragement so they were ready to fly solo, so to speak, in fulfilling his commission to go into all the world in the power of his Holy Spirit to make other disciples. For those of you that know me, I've spoken quite a bit about my mum before and uh, she is an incredible example of a Christian uh, who in everything, you can't not have a conversation where God isn't mentioned and uh, I really aspire to be that way. But for many years of my life, I found it really embarrassing and um, We'd be out on the street and she'd bump into people and she would just speak about Jesus and uh, or she'd somehow weave it into the conversation. And, you know, she'll agree with me on this. It hasn't always been good. Uh, it hasn't always been received amazingly. Um, sometimes people have thought it's wacky, but a lot, a lot of that time it was incredibly fruitful. But I spent so much of my life being like, this is so embarrassing, mum. I did not have any interest in this. I wanted to be a private Christian. I wanted to be someone who had faith, but I wasn't equipped and prepared to answer questions, to say why I believe. Um, <clears throat> but now, growing up and through my walk with faith now, I'm suddenly realizing more and more how I have consciously and subconsciously been imitating my mother in her walk with Christ. And now I reflect back on that and I think the opposite. I think that isn't embarrassing at all. And now I'm aspiring to be more and more like that. And uh, Paul's such a fascinating character. He, he says several times, um, particularly in 1 and 2 Corinthians, how he may not be eloquent, but he speaks with knowledge. And uh, I think this is probably something that a lot of Christians feel, that we don't always feel equipped and that we are able to be speakers of Christ or can do it in a good way or a right way. And then so the fact and the, and the thought that others might imitate you in your walk with Christ, that's quite terrifying. Um, but really that thought can swamp you and you can become very self-focused and you can become very um, stuck on what if I get it wrong and what if it's not right and it becomes about you and I've definitely been there. This is something, a thought that has stopped me from speaking to people about God before um, that I just have felt not ready and I can't give an answer so I've kind of shut down the conversation quickly. But now I've realized that because I focused on me, that's what stopped it. But what does Paul do? Who thought of himself as not eloquent enough? Uh, what did my mum do? Who knew that, you know, there were mistakes or she definitely didn't always feel worthy? What did these people do? They had God in the centre. They were God-focused. They were Holy Spirit-focused. What was the Holy Spirit telling them? What was God leading them to do?
And so now I'm becoming more like that in my life and being a Jesus-centered Christian. What did Jesus do? What was that walk like? How would he approach this? Asking God, God, I feel like I want to speak to this person about Christ, but how would you do it? Rather than jumping ahead, how would you do it, God? Consult him, always. And I'm now realising in that I'll become more and more like Christ. And that is the only way that I will be able to be equipped enough and good enough to be someone that someone else can imitate. And so that's the type of imitator I wish to be. So the people I look up to have Jesus-focused, God-centred lives. And now I wish to imitate that and do the same so that anyone who comes and imitates me will see that that is also my walk with life. It's walking closely with God, with Jesus. And so in my life, in my work, as we go back into normality, I really want to carry that with me. And I hope to show that in who I am, that me on my own, I cannot do this. But with God, I can do all things because he does it through me. Actually, there's been a couple of people that have been a positive and godly influence in my life. Um, in my childhood, it was definitely my gran. Um, she would always take me and my sister to church. Um, and she'd always encourage us to talk about God and our faith. And then in recent years, um, actually, it's been um, my sponsor in my recovery program because uh, she's in a relationship with Jesus um, and she talks quite openly and honestly about it and what I found was that I didn't I wasn't I wasn't able to do that I feel like I was a secret Christian you know I used to hide my faith quite a lot but actually um, in her talking about it and setting that example to me I was able to continue to set that example um, Doing this Lent program, the, the 40 days of walking the way, has absolutely given me the courage as well to, to talk more openly about my faith, but also to live, live life the way Jesus would. Um, it's been an absolute epiphany to me. It's, this is the first time I've ever really done Lent. I've done the things when I was a child, giving up chocolate, giving up meat, but actually working through these passages and um, working with this book has absolutely inspired me to continue to work to walk in the same way that that Jesus would um, especially because my family aren't necessarily believers the children aren't um, Simon is coming to believe but the children definitely aren't but actually um, I've been quite creative in the way that I've been doing this Lent program and um, I've been doing scrapbooking pages and it's a hobby that my mum enjoys as well so I'm able to lead by example through 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 being creative with, with my mum and talking to her about the passage and how I'm trying to apply it to my life. Um, it's a really important part of my life, my faith, along with my recovery and Whilst my children don't want to listen to Bible verse quite often, they will see the example that I'm setting and and they do see the example. Um, and that gives me hope that one day they will they will come to believe and develop that, that relationship with Jesus. great stories and uh, just listening to people's hearts being shared there of, of just how um, God has used people in their walk to shape and mould them. I just wrote some notes down just of some things that they were sharing of daily disciplines, a rhythm that just sets your tone for the day, uh, your attitudes and your actions when they get saturated by God, people start to notice a difference. Allowing scripture to, to read us and speak into our lives and shape and mould us and a boldness uh, to, to see people sharing their faith that might be embarrassing in that moment but actually 
over time we start to see uh, the importance and significance of that, uh, just Christ-centred lives. Uh, just allowing people with a Christ-centred life to influence and shape and mould us. Uh, and Nikki, at the end there, even through struggle, even through uh, not being perfect, that in that struggle we can be an example of, you know, I got it wrong, I've messed this up, I'm struggling with that, but I'm seeking God and uh, something in that is an example to so many of us. And so thank you, uh, Church, for sharing those stories. And um, I want to encourage you this week. Uh, why don't we seek to, from the youngest to the oldest, how can we be influencers for Jesus rather than influenced by the world and, and see his kingdom come in the workplaces and the schools and in our families and in our streets as we go about this week? Uh, so guys, we're going to we're going to draw things to a close this morning. But before we do uh, two things, we're going to sing together just to finish. Uh, Alan's going to get us going again to set the tone for the rest of the day to get us uh, worshipping Jesus. But before that, we've got to reveal our three masked mommies. So uh, get your last guesses into the chat. Just to remind you, it's the masked mummy. So there's a clue in the title, the masked mummy. I can't say any more than that. Uh, so there's a clue as to who that might be behind the mask. Uh, but uh, we've had some great guesses so far. Uh, but here is the video that is going to reveal all of Pony, the Venetian woman and Darth Vader. So Phil, can you play the video? Great stuff. So we had Meg, we had Fiona and we had Sean. Uh, for those of you that guessed, well done. Um, but uh, we just hope you had the fun this morning. Uh, I hope we've been able to celebrate together. You know, something we get to do as churches, no matter what is going on in the world around us, we can come to God together and we can celebrate his goodness and we can honour people around us. And so, uh, Alan, will you just lead us in our final song? And then um, uh, Naomi is going to close in prayer. Uh, so uh, over to you guys uh, as we finish our service together. Right, so we started by actions, then we had a rave, and now we're going to finish with a rock out. So we got our air guitars ready. We really want to see Louise dancing now, don't we, in the last song? Yeah, come on, yeah, Louise. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Death is beaten, you have rescued me. Sing it out, Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. He's alive. And oh, happy day. Happy day, you wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same. Forever I am changed. Go, Louise. When I stand in that place, Free at last, meeting face to face. I am yours, Jesus, you are mine. Endless joy, perfect peace. Every pain finally will see. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. He's alive, woo! And oh, happy day. Happy day, 
you wash my sin away oh happy day happy day i'll never be the same forever i am changed oh what a glorious day what a glorious way that you have saved me and oh what a glorious way what a glorious way yeah and oh happy day happy day you wash my sin away oh happy day happy day I'll never be the same Woo! Forever I have changed Whoa! We'll never be the same! Hallelujah! God our Father, we pray for new mothers coming to terms with an, an entirely new responsibility, also for expectant mothers wondering and waiting, and for those who are tired, stressed or depressed, for those who really struggle with the tasks of work and family. We pray for those who are unable to feed their children due to poverty, for all those, those whose children have physical, mental or emotional difficulties. For the mothers who raise children on their own, to all the mothers who have lost a child, also those who care for the children of other families, to those whose children have left home, and for those who find this day hard. Bless all mothers today, that her love may be deep and tender, not living ourselves alone, but for God and for others. Amen. 